Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That with me, Holly Frew. And me, Ronald Warfield. Hiya. Hey, Holly. How are you? It's so sunny. I feel so great. Yeah, you're getting all the vitamin D. Yes. Yes. All the vitamin D. Yeah. You do look suitably sunburned. Well, no, no, you don't actually. You just have a little. Do I? No, no, a little, you know, a little color, a little red. The camera giving a little away. red. Yeah. <laughs> just, just going red. That's my color. That's your color. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was in. Yeah, I was kind of was in a bit of sun there. Mm, lovely, um, lovely. Earlier, but yeah. No, it's good. Um, how was your week? It was good. Um, I'm trying to think what what. what oh, you what? went out fancy pants. In style, the 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 hotel. Is that what you're about? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. looked amazing. It was lovely. Um, no, it was um, it was Lisa's birthday this weekend. Gone. So um, we decided happy to make a night of us. Yeah, happy birthday. Lisa. Yeah, we decided to make a night of us and went to the Westbury for the night. And yeah, it was lovely. Mm. Went to a very fancy dinner, which is also very nice. Um, uh, no better better than the old uh, beans on toast you know you no, usually put yeah, on no. for yourself do you know no no no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> well I mean that would be my idea of a nice birthday but not hers she's a bit more classy so all the like yellows and browns do you know yeah, some like yeah. chicken balls chips curry this is sauce. All, you know, you're speaking my language like you know but you know <laughs> <laughs> not hers apparently um but yeah no we went to a very fancy restaurant and yeah had a lovely night I have to say a nice child yeah, food. Yeah, it, it was good. What, good. A, what about you? What did your weekend? I of? had probably like the opposite. So I handed in because uh, I have like assignments due now. So after I handed in my assignment at around eight o'clock at night, I joined some friends for a drink in Grogan's, the old haunt uh mm. the very famous pub in dublin if you're ever there you um, say haunt because it's haunted with 300 years of you know guinness old and yes and all man farts <laughs> embedded embedded into, into the, the wood DNA, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in into the dna of the, of the uh, seating yeah yeah which i'm pretty sure has probably been there for like the actual oh you know, i'd say yeah actual, yeah I'd say if ever, anyone ever took a swab of those benches, it would not be nice. Ugh. Yeah, but anyway, not be nice. nice place, good Guinness. Yeah, and actually, in comparison to your fine dining, <laughs> I had ham and cheese sandwiches. Yes, yes, you did. Can't so ham and cheese sandwiches and Guinness all the way. Yeah, and the pints of Guinness just kind of were very welcome at that stage because mm-hmm. uh, my mind had melted, so it was just like. Do you know when those nights, like the girls were there before me and uh, and it was just like they had a lovely table. There was a seat there, like, do you know, it was yeah. just sort of it all fell into place perfectly, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was actually a really good time. Cool. Very good. Time was had. Yeah. That's all good. It's all good. Were you dying the next yeah. day? I was up. Were you dying the next day? little bit tired I was a little bit tired I didn't go hell for leather like because the girls were out for early like since right, right. earlier on in the day 
And so I, because I joined them like half eight, got the last bus at like half 11. So I, do, I didn't, I mean, I drank as many pints as I could, but, you know, there's only so many you can. And uh, then it's like, you're already human. Go like, home you know? now. Yeah, so. I'm only a human woman. So yeah, it's yeah. not like as if kind of I can put away as many as I want to in my mind. No, true. Very true. Yeah. In your mind, you're like, I've but, got four, um, four more in me, easy. But like your body's like, no, you don't <laughs> get out of here. Oh, yeah, sure. There was questions about going on, like onto places. Yeah. Like I know there some of the is. girls actually yeah. did. Uh, yeah, Linda and Grace went on to Wheelands and everything. Silent Disco. Oh, Wheelands, Silent Disco. That could have been very messy. Very. <laughs> could have sure. been extreme. Like the next day, you know. It could have been a whole different story, but actually yes. managed to somewhat keep it together. Well done. Um, but yeah, so it was it was good. Like I achieved getting my project done and having a session. Mm, well, well done to get your project. And like a mini session. Yeah, not a mad session. Thank exactly. You. Yeah. Very good. Shall we? Uh... Not mad. No. Shall we go move on then? Yeah. Yeah, we'll truck on. We do it. Yeah. Um, I think I went first the last time. Sure did. So we have decided to do a Bruce Willis team this week, have we not? Oh yeah. Yeah. I did. Kaye motherfucker Mm -hmm. indeed. Um. In lieu of his retirement. In lieu of his retirement. Uh. Uh. The two films you gave me were Die Hard with a Vengeance, and you have to remind me the other one. Sorry. Um. Oh my god! I can't even think of the. I. I can't find my notebook. I usually. I'm have blanking this. on the um, other film, even though I watched both. Um. What did I give you? It was Die Hard with a Vengeance, and it was. I feel like it wasn't a, like. Oh, it was Six Sense. Six Sense. There we go. We got it. And in fairness, I've given you actually. By weird coincidence, like I think about four M. Night Shyamalan films now. So, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I like, think you have this but, like, weird Shyamalan fetish now. I think, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's where we're at at the moment. Like, you have this weird, you know. I have a, an M. Night Shyamalan, yeah, a kind yeah. of a, a love for him. Yeah. I do, I think. Yeah. I'm not afraid okay. to say it. You probably should be, though. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we uh yeah those are the two films i got um so i actually ended up watching both because i do thoroughly enjoy both films so i'm going to briefly talk about both. that's what i mean that's what yeah, that's yeah. what i was like they're yeah. both great bruce willis films they are they're they're probably two of his best so uh outside of die hard one die hard with avengers is definitely the best the second best die hard film um of the lot um die hard 2 is okay Die Hard 4 is also okay. Die Hard 5 is rubbish. So that's the quick rundown of the Die Hard films. You've got 1 and 3, then 2 and 4, and then 5. What is 5 called again? It's like No Time to Die Hard or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, a Good Day to, to Die, die hard. hard. than A Good oh, Day to Die Hard. It was yeah. something ridiculous. It is ridiculous, yeah. Both in title and in premise. What's he doing in Russia? What? He has no business being there. Anyway. Um... So yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, we start with Bruce Willis, who plays uh, John McClane. Uh, he's in New York. He's back in New York after um, supposedly getting back with his wife in number two. Uh, obviously, they've separated again. He's back in New York doing his cop thing. Uh, he happens to be 
on suspension at this very moment in time when a bomb goes off in a shopping department store and yeah the bomber calls on McLean to come back into service and get back on duty because he's got another few bits to pieces to 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 run by in terms of terrorist attacks um and he wants John McLean in on the whatever game is about to be played um so yeah, uh, initially he just uh, is playing mind games with him and stuff. Uh, it's all done over the phone and we don't know who he is or what he looks like or what his real purpose is. We don't find that out until much later. So um sends him to Harlem uh, with, a, with, a, with a sandwich board saying, I hate N-word. And uh, yeah. makes him stand there for 15 minutes, uh, which obviously under any other circumstances would lead to his death. But under these circumstances, yeah. he is intervened uh, by Samuel L. Jackson, who owns a shop in Harlem. And takes Bruce Willis pity on him takes pity on him. Well, Bruce Willis more or less tells him the situation. Said the guy who blew up the department store told me to do this, or he's going to blow up somewhere else. So Samuel L. Jackson sort of intervenes uh, when he does get attacked by a gang of youths, and so Samuel L. Jackson gets injured. Bruce Willis gets injured. All three of them have to head down to police plaza, and. Uh, and explain what the hell's going on. So they barely escape anyway from that little situation. And then all of a sudden Samuel L. Jackson's involved in the situation. So And the terrorist knows this because when he rings again, he knows all about Samuel L. Jackson's involvement, so he's always been watching from the wings. Um, and yeah, he sets in another game in play where he sends Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis off on a little adventure hunt, um, basically just to get to a subway station before a bomb, another bomb goes off, but the subway station's on the far side of... Uh, Manhattan um, and the chances of him making it there on time are very slim almost none so but he does make it there barely on time uh, but the bomb goes off anyway um, and blows up the subway station and then we find out the real reason what's going on is not um, some sort of mad terrorist attack but it's actually um, a bank heist uh, because beside the subway station is the Federal Reserve which houses the largest deposit of gold in the world. Um, it's basically where all the nations of the world store their gold. Um, and he's now blown up the subway station beside it so he can go and rob it. Uh, but to get all the cops out of the way, the terrorist has decided to uh, plant a bomb in a school um, and, yeah, basically sends all the cops to everywhere except uh, Wall Street because there's no schools in Wall Street. And under the guys, under in plain sight, basically, they, they raid the Federal Reserve um, but in the meantime, we find out that the terrorist is, in fact, the brother. What's going on either? Huh? It's just, it's a really, really, like you're explaining it really well, because it's it's quite an intricate, mm. like for these kind of thrillers, it's such a like intricate storyline. Yeah. It like it's a thriller. Yeah. Like yeah. it's actually a thriller. Like by kind of story. Definitely. Like yeah. it's really engaging. It's 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 got a it, I think storyline wise is the best of of the of the whole series. Um, it's not a better film than the first, but it's definitely a better storyline than the first. So yeah, we then find out that yeah. the um, the the terrorist is in fact the brother of um, Alan Rickman from the first film. So now all <laughs> starts all starts to make sense that this is now a revenge plot, um, coupled with the bank heist. Um, and yeah, that's 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 pretty much the whole story. So it then turns into like a cat and mouse game between him and the terrorist because he's trying to find the code that will disarm the school bomb. All the cops are off looking for the school bomb. 
but then halfway through all this, uh, Bruce Willis figures out what's really happening, and yeah, that's when we get to the the, the nitty gritty of the story. But yeah, that's that's Die Hard with a Vengeance in a nutshell. This is a great Aww. film. It really is. I loved this film. I, I I remember seeing this in the cinema when it came out, and I was like, "That's a great film," and it just got better with every time you watch it. Like so, um, it's a really really good. I know. Film. I I actually I I like I usually especially like if it's something I haven't seen in a while, like and I give it to you, I'll I'll usually try and watch your choices. Yeah. And I I didn't manage to because I uh, I was just doing so much with the the project and stuff, but I'm actually going to definitely rewatch that film. Like, it's on Disney Plus, so possibly nice and, tonight. Yeah, it's on. It's nice and accessible, but um, like yeah. in it, it's it's the director of the first film, John McTiernan, who is just he's a he's a master at this kind of action. This is like real gritty, sort of real stunt work based action. There's no, mm. there's barely any CGI, CGI, if any at all. I think yeah, the 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 stunt at the end has a little bit, but um, yeah, this is uh, you know, picture perfect nineties action film. Um, all real stunt work, all you know, practical effects. And was it actually lot. a nineties? Was it or was yeah, it nineties? No, this is ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah, I could be wrong. Actually, hang on, I think it might be ninety four. Even. Uh, I just feel like that film was like nineties. No, ninety five. Oh my god! Yeah. So, so it would have been what four years after the second one. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, no, this yeah, is a which classic. Is a good, that's a good, like, that's a good amount of time. Like, usually for, you know, they'll have, like, now, I think because it's such a bloody sort of just monetary yeah. thing. It's like, yeah. you know, with the Halloween thing, they had basically funded and and decided they were going to make three films out of, you know, the mm. resurgence kind of Halloween story. Yeah, exactly. Um, Whereas, like... At, like I guess they just kind of weighed up everyone's, you know, involvement. I guess in I, I definitely think they, they made yeah. it really good, and they made it really good as well. Uh, a fun bit of trivia is that this script was actually an original film called Simon Says, which plays a oh, big he part. Says all yeah, the time. Which, that's kind of the terrorist catchphrase in the film. But the the original script was called Simon Says, and it, it was originally touted as a sequel to Lethal Weapon Two. Originally. Oh my god! Yeah. So you imagine this, but with Riggs and Murtaugh instead of yeah, uh, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson because it was nearly yeah, a thing. Yeah, like, that's so, true. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that's that's Die Hard with a Vengeance, five star all round classic. Go watch five it if you star. haven't seen it, and watch it if you have anyway. Um, Real. So the second one you gave me real quick was Six Sense, and uh, also yeah. Burn Through That, also available on Disney Plus. Uh, another classic, uh, M Night Shyamalan's best film. Uh, he never got better than this one, um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, uh, Bruce Willis plays a child psychologist um, who is having an anniversary dinner with his wife in the beginning. And they're set upon by a house intruder who turns out to be a former patient of Bruce Willis's. Um, and the, 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 child, uh, the, the house intruder is very disturbed. He's very distressed. Um, uh, played by Donnie Wahlberg, who you wouldn't know unless you were told it was Donnie Wahlberg. He's so skinny, like, because um, he's like in his underwear and stuff. And yeah, you wouldn't know it was Donnie Wahlberg unless you were told it was him, because apparently he lost something like 30 pounds just for this five minute role. Yeah, he looks Crazy. absolutely horrible. I, I horrible. honestly didn't know that either when I was, I just thought it was some other actor, you know. Mm. 
So uh, anyway, uh, the the encounter goes horribly wrong after Bruce Willis tries to talk him down, um, and he ends up getting shot by Danny Wahlberg. Who, uh, uh, yeah, basically we cut to a year later, and him and the wife are basically separated. They're not in speaking terms, um, but at the same time, Bruce Willis is still working as a child psychologist out of the basement, um, and he comes across Haley Joel Osment in his first acting role, um, who is a young fellow who has very similar um problems to the to Donnie Wahlberg when he was a child. Um so Bruce Willis sort of sees it as his, you know, avenue of redemption if he takes on this case uh, to try and help this kid. Kids basically talking about seeing visions and, you know, all sorts of horrible things. And we quickly find out that the child can see ghosts of uh the recently deceased and yeah. Some of them are nice, some of them are not so nice and it's basically just fucking with the kid as it would any other kid um yeah, yeah. some of the ghosts end up hurting the child uh, leaving marks and bruises this leads to the mother being accused of beating him up and stuff and being physically abusive to him so yeah the child's are having a good time with it all um and bruce willis is going to help him steer through this through these bits and pieces so uh, after initially gaining his trust um the the child sort of starts to open up to Bruce Willis to tell him what's really going on. It's that he de- he does in fact see dead people and, um, yeah, that's that's essentially it. So Bruce Willis initially skeptical at first, decides to sort of guide this child through, it, but then obviously starts to realise that he really can see ghosts and stuff. Um, and it's, yeah, that's that's pretty much the guts of it. I'm sure everyone in the yeah. world knows the twist by now. I know. There's no point in talking about but... it because. It it's a great twist that first time around yeah, I did I not know. see coming. I know everyone loves to say, did "Oh, I not. saw that coming," because they want to impress themselves. No, like, you know, I hundred percent didn't. No, you didn't. No one saw it coming unless you were told about it. No one. And you just yeah. decided to play dumb and say, "Oh, I saw it coming." Ugh. No, no one saw it coming. It was a great twist, um, but everyone knows what's happened, so it's not worth talking about. It. And just in case there's one or two people who haven't seen it, but um, yeah, yeah, there's some really good jump scares in this now. By today's standards, probably not that scary. Um, yeah, I know. Because, you know, there's no, it's not like, you know, it's not like a, a house on Haunted Hill or a thing that really just sets out to jump scare the shit out of you, like, you know? Yeah. Um, this is sort of more of a subtle jump scare sort of thing. Almost like a Like a, a someone closes horror. the door and sees there's like a vision of someone there, you know, yeah, or... Yeah. You know, and obviously the other person can't see them or something. And it's yeah, just something like, that wasn't there a second ago is now there. And the music yeah. stings and that's it. Like, you know, it's not like horrible high jumping at the camera or anything like that. Like, you know, so uh, the, there's a couple of nice jump scares. It's more like a gothic horror than a, than a, than a jump scary kind of film. But um, And a totally different role for him. And a totally like, different role for him. Exactly. Yeah, there's no... That we hadn't seen in like the 90s because the 90s, like all... Oh, even though he can get kind of emotional and, you know, what is deep and meaningful to to Holly McLean, uh-huh. like it's not the same sensitivity of of a character as he has in Sixth Sense. Definitely, yeah. Never rises his voice. It's all very quiet and very downplayed and stuff. And you you, you get to realize that Bruce Willis, aside from all the action, he's actually a really good actor in the right role. You know, um, yeah. And he, with the he, right script, and then the right obviously script, went yeah. on yeah. then with Shyamalan to do mm. more sort of emotionally driven roles as opposed to, you know, kick punch. Yeah, yeah. 
exactly. Slam. So yeah, because up to that point, exactly, he'd only been known for the action stuff. Um, so this was kind of his first, well, not his first, but his most successful attempt at drama. Um, for him or a dramatic yeah. role, and he does it really well. He plays it really well. Um, uh, like I said, it's really understated, and it's like he doesn't shout at all once. So, um, it's not 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 the usual Bruce Willis, but it's an excellent film as well. Um. The cinematography, I only noticed this time around, is phenomenal. It's so good in this. You're only really looking out for it, like, with, in retrospect. When, yeah. I ha- yeah because you're not, you're, not, you're not zoomed in on the story, like, you know, but looking back, you, you kind of, because you know when what's coming up, you're kind of, you can you can distract yourself with things like the cinematography and stuff, like, and it's, it's <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's really, really good. And there's lots of teams and all the rest of it running through it, like, um, uh, I, I, there was a, it was a making of on YouTube where it talks about Shyamalan being obsessed with the colour red throughout the film and it's just like red basically on screen whenever there's danger about to happen and you wouldn't notice it unless oh. unless you you know were told it but evidently yeah. every time something bad is about to happen there's red all over the camera or in the scene like you know so it's 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 weird it's weird to watch just pointing out uh, Ronan is actually wearing a red <laughs> Uh, item um are you is this are you trying to tell me that there, if you're actually in danger is this your way well of just... it could be my way of t- telling me that you're in danger <laughs> oh jesus yeah. christ uh the oh, guy i sent should be there right about now <laughs> oh my god yeah he, he, oh my like, god he'll only he'll only break the arm you don't use literally so. someone just went by the window oh, really <laughs> like literally someone just went by the window yeah, that's him. <laughs> He's a nice guy. <laughs> He'll yeah. only take out one of your kneecaps. Um, so yeah, those are two my two films. Uh, I couldn't decide between one, so I watched both. Nice um, thoroughly recommended both. Cool. Um, if you had to choose one or the other, I would definitely pick Die Hard, but both excellent. So yeah, I think they're just both so different that like whatever you're in the you mood know, for. if you're in the mood for one, sort of something quieter and more like thought provoking it's like the um sixth sense is just like really interesting to watch mm-hmm. and then i guess like more of a thriller kind of with a bit more action it's like yeah oh i'm definitely gonna watch those too soon because they are just great and it doesn't matter like they've aged i'm sure pretty well like i know with the maybe the diehard with you know but the thing is, but you know what? That still because, holds up. It's still really, really entertaining. Yeah, because because like, all the action are stunt killer, based. There's no you know CG yeah. that looks shite. Like you know, it's all and solid, and because like, you know? the um because like the terrorist guy is calling phones on the, like street phones, um, like he can't communicate with him via mobile phone anyway because mm. that's his mode of communication so yeah, yeah. even if bruce willis had fucking brand new smartphone like it didn't matter because he that's his way of like talking to mclean yeah exactly he does steal a mobile phone at one point from a from a wall yuppie type oh uh, yeah but that barely plays into it because he like, ends up shooting it five minutes later so you know it's it's not a thing, like you know, you know everything so about it is just doesn't solid. even you don't even notice exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. So anyway, so my two Bruce Willis films yes. uh, were was the um, what was the other one? Um, Sin City and then um, Looper. Yes. 
and I watched Looper. Ooh, very good. Yeah, so I was hoping you would. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick, my own personal uh, interaction with this film. Mm. So it's made in 2012. And I actually realized I watched this in a car drive through cinema in 2012 in um, Australia. Wow. Okay. Are you able to hear me? Okay. I can just hear you to... fine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, a drive through cinema in Australia. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Just in case anyone's weird, wondering, there's, I do have my window open because it's actually kind of like warm here. So. Um, you might hear some traffic noise. Hope it's okay. But um, yeah, so basically, yeah, when I was in Australia, I uh, went to a drive through cinema um, experience thing. I don't know. Have you ever done a drive through cinema? <laughs> I have, no. No, I know there's a couple in Ireland now, especially during the pandemic or whatever, but um, no, I've never done one. So I did one and um, it was like out slightly outside Melbourne and I can't even remember the area it was now basically um the whole time so it was weird because we had to it was either cold and we had to have like the heat on and then like the windows were on so like the fan had to be on it was an extremely stressful situation because then I was like what if the battery goes and we end up stuck here and this whole thing but actually you had to tune in like your your radio to like the audio and stuff which is pretty cool like it's pretty novel but to be honest so i actually couldn't remember yeah so you're looking at the thing on the screen and you are tuning the audio it's like being broadcast over a certain fm frequency is it yes right okay and what about like is, can you see the whole screen or are you looking through the thing trying to get the you know, the top of the roof out of the way like is it like see that's the thing as well so you're kind of like you're sitting in your car seat and like I think that sort of experience is deadly if it's like a very warm day and you have um an open top car or something an open top car or like even a van like a truck with some pillows and some cushions and stuff and you have like Uh. like an old you know American you know four by four kind of truck something yeah yeah with the with the boot open like um because essentially I just felt like we were just sitting in the car and it was like looking up at this movie going on and I just I don't know I didn't rate it as a cinema going experience you didn't enjoy it one bit yeah because I just sort of like I mean my car seat or well the car seats back in Oz like it was just kind of like you know not that comfy like grand for you know you're going a to b but like wasn't yeah. really comfy you know seats anyway i'll uh i'll shut up <laughs> driving's, bad. driving's bad yeah that's driving's good. yeah overrated maybe not yeah driving's maybe not i'm gonna call this episode that um but yeah so basically uh so looper made in 2012 it stars Josen Josen. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis, obviously. Um, Bruce Willis is kind of uh, dotted in this a little bit. Like he's like... He's not the star of the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's... He, he kind of 
Well, I'll get it to anyway. Yeah. So the present day is 2044. And um, uh, Joe is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. And he works um, for Kansas City Crime Syndicate as an assassin or what they call a looper. So it is linked in uh, to 2074. Um, so basically, if like the mob or some kind of crime, um, what you call it, some, yeah, some kind of crime, the, the crime syndicate yeah. in the future, they have an issue with someone because apparently everyone is super tracked. So it's hard to dispose of a body in the future in 2074. So if they have some issue with someone and they want to knock them off, they they've developed um time travel in 2074 so they put the person to be assassinated on this uh in this time machine send them back and then the looper uh shoots them as soon as they arrive so they usually arrive like hooded and they have like the payment for the looper on the back and um so they that's how like the looper does it mm. and all the um, looper knows is when and where to be and yes so be, they yeah. yeah exactly and so basically we see like joe at the same kind of cornfield and someone basically dropping in he shoots them and then gets rid of the body so uh yeah it's really mad and the actual time, like the 2044, it's kind of really strange. It's kind of almost like um, f- it's almost like 50s, like Americana. Yeah, it's kind of like then, retro futurism sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, where they've kind of gone back in their like, style and their look and all. Yeah, know. they kind of have like a 50s vibe. And then, but then they have like really high end technology, mm. like their phones and their cars and stuff are like, it's like you know, the Wild West, and then they have, you know, Teslas. Uh, and um, <laughs> so, and they have like super cool phones and um, gadgets and guns and stuff. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, so all the loopers like kill and dispose of their victims and stuff. Um, then to hide any connections the this crime gang has uh loopers who actually survive until the future 2074 are then sent back and killed by their younger selves mm-hmm. so and then they're given they're given gold bars and then they're basically told look you can have a great life this is your enjoy yourself yeah. you know you're eventually going to be shot if you make it till 2074 but like you know just enjoy a great time for 30 years, you know, with your payout. And it's kind of seen as almost like a good thing if you come across your own self. It's kind of seen as like a massive payday. And there was uh, one of the characters like ended up having a big party and kind of like celebrating. Um, But anyway, then um, what happens? Oh, yeah. What's his name again? Dano. Uh, Paul Dano yeah he ends up actually letting his um 
letting his person his own go, self. Uh, run. Yeah, run. And then the the gang end up like finding him through Joe and uh end up killing him anyway. So it's just kind of like that they mad mean scene where Paul Dano's older self is, is, has been caught by the gangsters. Yes. And, uh, or no, his younger self. No, it's caught. his younger self is running, isn't it? And his older no, self is it's... in the captivity and he's getting his fingers cut off and then Paul Dano looks at Is that not it? Yeah, because. No, they that's, capture that's the Paul Dano. They that's right. See yeah, Paul it's Dano. It's, it's, yeah, it's the it's other way around. Paul, so Paul yeah, Dano. Yeah. So Joe was trying to hide Paul Dano in a. In that's what it was. His, yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, like underground safe and then he eventually gives him up because um the gang the gang know like uh joe has already gotten his money Uh. and he's gotten his like his gold bars and um but actually uh he still does the he still does the like shooting and stuff he still works for them and um then yeah, so Paul Dan he kept Paul Dano in with his with his uh with his money mm. in uh his safe and then yeah God like when Paul Dano didn't kill his older self, um they captured Paul Dano, cu- start cutting off his limbs and then and then the older self cut, just like walking the older along. self was literally like all of a sudden walking along and like no leg. part of his body would literally yeah. disappear. He's looking at his fingers so disappear really in front rough. of him. That's like. So messed up. It was, like, yeah. yeah, it was so really well done though. Like even his face, like his nose and stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Anyway, so um then Joe gets his own like yeah, so Joe gets uh um his own him his, his older, older self, self Bruce Willis to kill. Yeah. Who's, who is Bruce Willis? Yeah. And actually, I need to say, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has like facial CGI all throughout it's, it's this It's all prosthetics. Film. They have like... Oh, these, is like, it? Yeah, these lip and nose prosthetics that he had to put on to kind of make himself look like a little bit like young Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Now, he doesn't, he's not to spit an image of him, but he looks more like him without... He looks... Or with him without... He looks without really... Without. Like, yeah. I thought it was CGI or something. No, it's... it's, um, it's it was actual prosthetics. Wow. Because... Yeah that's really good because it actually, I thought it was definitely like CGI or some kind of facial thing. Um, so basically, um, yeah. So he ends up getting Bruce Willis, but Bruce Willis actually doesn't cause he, they all kind of fall and they all come like with their hood over their head and they, they come basically, you know, with their arms the wrapped around yeah, yeah. their back. So they're like totally, you know, aimless or whatever. And whereas like this time, Bruce Willis was like coming to get Joe as in or defend himself anyway and escape. So as soon as he jumps uh, down or he falls onto the, the mattress thing um, Bruce Willis goes in and kind of attacks Joe and runs off, escapes. And then Joe is on a mission to find Bruce Willis to kill him. Yeah. Um. In the meantime, the gang are aware that Joe didn't kill his older self, and both of them are 
up for grabs, basically. They want mm. the gang want to kill both of them now. And you better uh, mention uh, Emily Blunt and her son. Yeah, so then they come across. So Joe, um, or sorry, Bruce Willis. Uh, we yeah, we see an actual timeline where Bruce Willis is Joe, and he goes to China with his gold, and he starts just living his life. It's like a very quick, brief like timeline. And he meets a woman, he falls in love, and then he turns into kind of the present, the 2074 Bruce Willis. And this guy called the Rainmaker um, has overthrown all the bosses of the gang world. And he ends up killing his wife. And this obviously is like heartbreaking for Bruce Willis. Mm. Um, And he kind of is made a vow so before he did that last jump, he made a vow like to kill the Rainmaker when he's back in 2074, when he goes back 44. in time. Yeah. Or sorry, 2044. Yeah. And at that stage, the Rainmaker will have been a young boy, like a five-year-old boy or a four. And uh, so um, it's really like, it's kind of quite complex because it's a lot of different kind of time uh sort of series um, so explain it but, i don't you realize how complicated it is but on screen it looks it looks the business like it looks you don't question it at all like is it all it's all yeah exactly well, like you know and like so um but basically this whole sort of scenario where you know joe kills older joe oh. and it's been happening over and over again for a long time um so the what you call it Bruce Willis's character has basically narrowed down his search of the rainmaker for a child um for I think he's narrowed down the search for about like three or four three houses where this little kid could live and he goes into two houses and um kills the two boys and then he goes to go to the third house, um, which is totally savage as well. It's mm, like, yeah, God, it doesn't, it's so morbid. You can you can really tell it's 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 not taking any shit. Like it's no, yeah. it's going hell for leather. Like yeah. not even seeing that as like a possible like oh, this is like ethically should we have this on screen? Yeah. Um, but then Joseph Gordon Levitt's character Joe he. Uh, ends up at the third address before Bruce Willis and he um, so it's Emily Blunt and her son Mm. and Emily Blunt is like a mother not to be reckoned with like she's fully capable of like using like guns she's working on the farm she's badass yeah Um, yeah and we can see that oh yeah so another normal thing in the future is also uh or in 2044 is that there's telekinetic uh sort of abilities that people have acquired it's just like a normal thing but um we can see from like this child's just a kind of a an argument he had with emily blunt that he actually has super telekinesis like powers he's more than just a like 
they kind of say like, oh, look, you can do kind of tricks with your telekinesis. Yeah, but it's like a party like, trick in the future, but this yeah. thing is, he's This guy is like got dangerous. something. Yeah. Yes. And you kind of get that feeling when he kicks off at Emily Blunt for kind of just a, and he's only like three or, well, he's probably. He's about he five or six. Five? Yeah, it's like yeah. five or six. And um, yeah, even at that age, you can see the power of like lifting all the furniture and smashing through the house and stuff that uh, this guy is like, is going to be something to reckon with in the future. Mm. So from that as a viewer you kind of know like this is the kid this is the rainmaker yeah and uh and that's the dilemma then, does bruce Willis that is kill the him? dilemma then kill a kid yeah and you know is it real it's real like kill hitler sort of as a baby sort of thing yes yeah because you kind of we we as an audience kind of get to know this little kid and see the like kind of mothering side and the softer side and uh like of of Emily Blunt's and his relationship and stuff and um and even young Joe has a kind of a like he has an affection for the kid as well so it is it's that dilemma of like is this right to do this um and so yeah I mean I'll leave it there just in case anyone hasn't seen it mm-hmm. I said there's a few people that might not seen this one it's kind of a sleeper hit it is. Yeah. I mean, what did I watch it on? I watched it on, I think I watched it on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Um, oh, no, I didn't. I watched it on Sky. Did um, you? Okay. It was, it's on Sky what you package. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. I actually, I got to about an hour in. Um, I got to about an hour in when he came to, because it's two hours long. And it was when Emily blunt like when joe young joe goes to the farm and um i was a bit like feeling the time a little bit at that point but then actually i got i just got right back into it then yeah. i think it was like so size in the then middle yeah, the yeah. kid was just really interesting and mm-hmm. that whole thing and um so because obviously as i said like when the gang are looking for joe and older joe um you know so there's a guy that comes to the house to try and see if they've been there and so there's like um yeah it's just it's very kind of cliffhangery uh you know exciting at parts um where they're like yo are they going to figure it all out but um yeah uh I definitely would recommend this it's not too I thought it was going to be more action-y, but it wasn't, which is... No, it's a bit more thrillery drama type. Yeah. And with just enough um, sort of science fiction to not totally lose you, yeah. you know, um, yeah. not overwhelming. But uh, yeah, this film was made, um, it was made by, yeah, Rian Johnson. And like, you it's Star Wars because... Yeah. Star Wars, yeah, but also he made this with thirty million, and like, which is nothing. Yeah, like thirty yeah, million is like small budget almost. Done well, yeah. And box office was one hundred and seventy six point five million, so like that's just a huge, um, what you call it? Return. Like, yeah. Yes, return on investment. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, because what else did he do? Oh, yeah. And then I love how, obviously, he's like Star Wars, then the new 
uh, uh, Star Wars. The second newest one. I think it was the or, yeah. Last Jedi. Yeah. But I also like the fact as well that he's done Knives Out and uh, there's going to be a Knives Out 2. And 3. It's going to be a Is there? Yeah, he's, he's doing it back to back. 2 and 3. Oh, very good. Because yeah. I actually, I really liked Knives Out as a kind of, you know, a more like like an Agatha Christie kind of thriller. Um, Apparently Netflix stumped up 200 million for a two and a three. So He does a lot with a little, so, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'd say the majority of the Knives Out uh, budget just went to the cast. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> all like, it was literally like uh, all these massive players. Wall to wall. A-listers like, yeah. Yeah. And well, Johnson. apart from the <laughs> young one. What'd you say? I said, wall to wall A-listers and Don Johnson. <laughs> and Don Johnson, yeah, yeah. Ah, Poor Don Johnson. And I'm the young one as well, who was going out with Ben Affleck for a while. And you know, the kind of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, she basically was unknown when I saw her in that. I didn't see her in it. I, yeah, and like, now she's a Bond girl. There you go. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, yeah. So, uh, Oh, he actually directed a few Breaking Bad episodes. Oh, that's right, he did, yeah. I forgot about that. I yeah. actually knew that, yeah, yeah. And, oh, The Fly. Do you remember The Fly episode? Now, these yeah. are all bang, like, in my head because I've only just rewatched yeah, Breaking just Bad. Now, yeah, yeah. But do you remember The Fly episode I where do, he, yeah. he's trying to catch The Fly and there's so many, like, just, it's... He just, yeah, he like, just The script nuts. must have been one page for that episode. It was literally like Brian Cranston fucking absolutely losing his mind over catching the fly. It's a good episode though. It's one of those episodes where people are like, oh yeah, that was a good one. I remember that one. Because it's really yeah. like him going nuts like in one episode. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he never um, he never quite comes back from that. Like, so. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, that's my, yeah, that's, that's, that's your that last. my film. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Thank you for making me watch that. You are welcome. You are welcome. So now, what's uh, what's the big plans for this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, more Grogan's and Guinness, is it? Yeah. Oh. What say? I said more Grogan's and Guinness this weekend, is it? Yeah. Uh, no. no, no, it won't no. be. No, I've got another project due on Sunday. So I'll go with you, academics. You just never stop. It's literally just though. We were given projects like a month ago, so clearly it's just the week before they're due. I'm busy. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> because you're just cramming it all in then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I've actually done, like, I've spent, like, you know, two or three weeks doing projects. And I've spent one week or, like, the last few days before it's due cramming and just doing the report. And yeah. come out with similar results. So... Fair enough. I'm like, well, why bother? Obviously, there's more stress involved with the, with the um. But that's what makes it fun. I mean, yeah, I just love the exhilaration <laughs> yeah, and the hair go. loss, <laughs> and the stress eating, and the stress and eating, yeah, the hives, yeah. and you know, that's that's all part of it. That's all part of it. It's all it's all part of the plan. That's it. Yeah. Very good. But yeah, cool. Well, um. That's about it, I think. I think we'll leave it there, y'all. 
we'll come up with the uh, a little um, subject for next week. Yes. I'm sure there's something has happened in the mm. world of media that we can focus in on oh, and sure do another little theme. Mm. And uh, yeah, so we hope you have a lovely week and get out in some sunshine. If Enjoy you that weather if you can. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.